What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey everybody, welcome to Car Stuff. I'm Scott Benjamin, the auto editor here at HowStuffWorks.com. Uh, I'm Ben and Bullen, and I have to say, Scott, that was a heck of a head turn you did. It was like uh, when you see a news anchor go from camera A to camera yeah, B. Yeah, I kind of snapped my neck there a little bit when I did that. Didn't it I? looked good. Yeah, you should, thank you. You should do that. Appreciate that. You, kinda, I, kinda, I was sneaking up on the mic is what I was doing. I was sneaking up <laughs> on it. And, and then on, you on, sped toward it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't that's know. Right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Sped toward this is a good way to put it because uh, we're going to talk about speeding today. Yeah. Now, you tease me an awful lot about um, lead foot, but quite honestly, I mean, I, I drive kind of quick, but um, I think my wife drives faster. Really? Yeah. I think we've talked about this a few times. Yeah. That, you know, she'll kind of egg me on to pass somebody and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of, what are you doing? Is this isn't a Sunday drive type, uh, you know, talk coming from the passenger seat sometimes. Um, and honestly, I think, uh, I think she's faster than me. I think I, I may push it a little bit, but not a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, certain cases, you know, you pick your times yeah. when you feel it's safe and you feel that, you know, you, you're in control. You feel that way anyways. Right. And, um, but I, I think overall, I'm, I'm generally a, a middle of the road, you know, just, just barely over the speed limit type person. And most people are that way. Uh, Scott, you and I have joked before about how in Atlanta you can tell if someone is el- you can tell if someone is elderly or a driving student because they're the only people doing the speed limit, or someone passing through town. Yeah, or someone passing through on town. their way to Florida. On their way to Florida, That's which right. uh, sometimes uh, <laughs> can be very interesting. If you, yeah. you know, a lot of travelers have that suspicion that uh, law enforcement waits for unfamiliar plates. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I'm not going to say anything one way or the other about that. But we are going to talk about speeding, Scott. I do, I do mess with you a little bit about this, but I know you're not actually a speed demon. Um, there's a complete difference between enjoying. Speed is a factor in driving and speeding all of the time. So what I was hoping we could do is talk a little bit about what speeding is, deleterious effects of it, and also um, I've got 
something I think you probably have too, my friend, uh, a little bit of a calculation about how much time speeding does or does not save you. Yeah, in fact, you know, that's kind of the, the crux of my whole, um, uh, uh podcast today here yeah. is that, you know, I, I don't know what angle you're coming at this from, but I think mine is more like, um, is, is it worth the time that you spend speeding? Is it, is mm-hmm. it worth it? Yeah. And, and you'll find out as, as we talk about it, just how much it is or isn't worth it in, in certain situations. And you know what, honestly, one more time, just just before we go on to this, and I'll, I'll let you pick it up here. Sure, but sure. you know, we've all seen the character that you know is, is darting in and out of traffic, and you, know, you can see him for miles behind you and miles ahead uh, of you. Oh yeah, highway. what a jerk! Uh, the usually. one that gets right on your tail, yeah. makes you know bad decisions. Where in are you going, cars. man? It, that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking yeah. about someone who's you know just generally. A little bit faster than everybody else on the road. Um, you know, we're not talking about reckless driving here, although that does have a place in this because once sure. you get past a certain limit, you're you're out of control. Yeah, once you get past a certain speed, it, given the context of what you're doing, then just by going that speed, you are a reckless driver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, there's a difference here. This is yeah. not this is not something targeted at those that you know we we all can spot you know a mile away or two miles away. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is this is more like um, I don't know. Is is it really worth Everything that you're uh, at the time is it worth mm-hmm. uh, you know the potential cost uh, that, yeah. it, that it may cost you is it is it worth it really and and you're you've got some stats I think for us too right that we're going to read later yes sir I can I can do uh, one right now if we're talking about cost yeah why not okay speeding is um, involved I guess the way to describe it is that it is a factor in approximately one third of all fatal crashes in the United States. Hmm. And this translates to a little bit under uh, 900 deaths every month. 900 a month. Mm-hmm. So it's about 31% of car crashes or vehicle crashes um, in 2009. And uh, that means that about a little over 10,500 people died from this. 900 a month. 900 a 900 month. A That's month a, now, you know, statistics related. can be a little bit weird. Yeah, this sure. is um, – Let's see. I think this is from National Highway Traffic and Safety Administration. Yeah, there's lots of factors that go into this, but mm-hmm. I mean, I guess that number that you're reading is where speed was was a factor in the wreck. It was right. uh, some one or more drivers, mm-hmm. if it was more than one vehicle, were above the limit, the right. posted limit. And, and you know, that's a really good point because that's exactly what it means. It means we're somehow involved, not necessarily even the cause, but perhaps an aggravating factor sure or an exacerbating factor mm-hmm. uh here's a here's another thing that is kind of scary um <clears throat> the NHTSA also estimates that the cost of these speed related crashes uh tops 40 billion dollars a year wow that's amazing that's got to be insurance costs and mm-hmm. um all of it yeah pers- yeah court fees all kinds of things right road repairs oh my and gosh. the really nasty ones yeah that's huge but um so with these now these of course are the the terrible facts mm-hmm. um but they are facts um this uh, doesn't mean that you will automatically of course if you would automatically get in a car wreck every time you were speeding i would not have made it to work today yeah, I don't think just about anybody on the road today has ever not, uh, you know, found themselves speeding mm-hmm. at some point, whether it's even one mile per hour over the limit. Mm-hmm. Um, it just happens. I mean, it, it does. If you're in a 25 zone, you're going 20, you know, six, 27 miles per hour. Right. It happens. So, uh, it 
can affect a crash in several ways uh, because, of course, it increases the distance you travel mm-hmm. when you notice that you need to make an emergency stop. Um, an extreme example of this is one of our, my favorite old statistics from an earlier ne- episode we did. Uh, I believe it was – is it Formula One drivers who – Go 37 feet in the time it takes them to blink? I think it was IndyCar driver. IndyCar, right? yeah, yeah, IndyCar. Yeah, that's right. That's correct. Um, and so then it increases the distance you need just to decelerate. And then it also increases the crash impact by the square of the speed. So if you increase your speed from 40 to 60 miles per hour, um, the energy that needs to the, – the energy involved increases by 125%. Oh, boy. 125%. So you're talking about like uh, crumble zones and, and materials that are meant to break away. Um, they do so, but they don't do so quite as effective as you know it would if you were still remaining under the the speed limit, the posted that's a, speed yeah, limit. Yeah, that's a good. Now that's different, and you know if you're if you're traveling thirty, you know forty five and a thirty five, and something happens, that's a little different than right. if you're going seventy five on the highway. Absolutely. And that bumper, you know, or that that. Uh, front end of your vehicle was was designed mm-hmm. to crumble up to sixty five. Uh, you're in trouble. Yeah, most of uh most of those kind of accidents, uh, the more serious ones, of course, happen in places where the speed limit is fifty five and up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and who are our speeders? Well, this is no surprise, of <laughs> course. Let me guess. Guess. Eight? I'm gonna guess. Uh, no, I'm gonna guess. I was gonna say eighteen, but I'm gonna say sixteen to <laughs> twenty five. You're, you're spot on with that starting Is that age. right? It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, starting age, 16. So new young drivers, uh, mm-hmm. foot to the floor. And more often male. Mm. Younger than 30. So I think I'm going to give you, I'm going to give that to you. Uh, let's make sure our producer gives like a correct answer sound effect. <laughs> ding, 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 right? Yeah. All right. So, you know, under, under 30. Mm-hmm. Um, typically male, but not exclusively. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that seems to fit for me. I think I, I think I can understand that. Yeah. A study in California found that, uh, drivers 16 to 19 years old had three times the rate of speeding violations. Wow. As, wow. uh, people who were 30 and older. Just so, so it sounds like, uh, inexperience combined with speed is not a good combination. No. And a lot of people will say, uh, You'll hear people who, like Scott or myself, live in a urbanized area say that the problem, well, the problem isn't really speeding. Everybody's speeding. The problem is the variation in speed. Fantastic, Ben. Very I know nice. that guy. Good, good work. Well, I mean, that, but that is a legitimate argument. Silly voice aside. True. That's true. That is a legitimate argument, argument and we've, we've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. Should they raise the limit or the, the age? Should they, um, you know, Maybe make people have a, a more stringent driver's ed course where you know there's a lot more time behind the wheel. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's just there's a lot of a lot of little finer points to consider here. Also, you know, how many people are in the vehicle? Um, because point. you know, a lot of times you know, this is getting back to some of the same points that we made about young yeah. drivers earlier. That yeah. you know, that it's there's a lot more that tends to happen in a vehicle with uh, you know more than you know one or more. I'm sorry, two or more passengers. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it is one or more passengers, I guess. That would be right. <laughs> and, um, you know, the, after a certain time and whether or not there's speed involved, whether or not there's alcohol involved, of course. Right. Uh, but yeah, there's, there's all kinds of factors that go into these stats and, you know, that, that, that's where it kind of gets a little bit tricky. You got to look at, look at all the numbers and, and try to figure out exactly what they're telling you because there's so many, so many areas that overlap. 
I have a question for you, and this is entirely your opinion. Mm-hmm. Before we go into our our grand answer, mm-hmm. right? Um, do you think that some types of vehicles should have different speed limits on the same roads? Whoa, multi speed limit driving. Um, we we see this a little bit, I think, with semis, right? Yes. So is this what you're talking about? Are you talking yeah, about like, like cars that, versus more pickup widespread? Trucks? Yes. Oh, you are. You're talking. Well, what about? Car- um, oh man, this is tough, Ben. Cars so, like, versus large trucks. It's just opinion. It's really? Okay. Uh, no. No, I think they should all have the same speed limit. You know what? I agree because it is. Although I see the arguments about the idea of multi uh, speed limit roads, um, there's not. A lot of definitive research, and by not a lot, I mean none, about this kind of idea. Mm-hmm. And it seems to me that it would promote more confusion than it would anything else. I think it's a bad idea to have several different groups of vehicles going different speeds on the road, on the same road. Speed variation, you, again. You see this yeah. in racing when you find that they have different uh, racing groups out on the course at the same time. Mm-hmm. You find that the slower drivers who have to give way to the, the faster drivers sometimes make it confused and not see the, the faster driver behind them. That causes an accident. Uh, it doesn't happen all the time, but there's a level of courtesy that's that's extended on the racetrack that I don't see that really happening on highways. I don't see people pulling over and allowing the faster vehicle to go by. No, not 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 in this part of the world. No, definitely but, not. Uh, one thing I would be, uh, I guess, supportive of, or at least more open-minded to, is the idea of having dedicated freight lanes or dedicated commercial truck lanes. Yeah. Um, just like an HOV lane or something, that that would possibly uh, address some of the same problems people are trying to address mm-hmm. with the idea of multi-speed limit roads. Great idea, but I, I still think it would be abused. I think that oh, somebody yeah. would find a way around it. There oh, always are you is, kidding? People would use them and then sneak back into the, the passenger lanes. I just know it would happen. But mm-hmm. but still, that's not a bad idea. You know, and that, not a bad idea, rather, in that, um, you know, they're able to um, somehow – Get the larger, slower vehicles off to the side. And they try that in some places where they say, you know, the, they're not allowed in the left lane, maybe to mm-hmm. pass. Yeah. Um, you know, on a three-lane road, um, and and it does seem to work. It seems like okay, well, you can always count on that left lane to be free of large semis. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's it's tough to figure out if that would really work or if that would fly. You know, because. They're not going to build another lane in every city for this type no, of thing to happen. No, not at all. And then that kind of does – how do you look at that? Does that take away a lane from standard traffic or is that adding more freedom because they're all in one lane? Who knows? I don't know. We need a civil engineer. Yeah, that's going to take to, a, yeah. quite a study. Yeah, it's quite a study. Have you ever seen some of the uh, – some of the government folks out there uh, with the clicker <laughs> measuring traffic. Yes, I have. Yeah, or the uh, the strips that you run over on the road with the counters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same I'm, idea. You know what? Thank you guys for doing such hard work. If one of you uh, is listening to our show, we really appreciate it mm-hmm. because without those folks, I would still be stuck in traffic. Probably. Yeah, because that's part of why the system is the way it is. I know some people say it's a mess, but it's also getting better. Yeah, you it's know, definitely getting better because volume is increasing so much. Yeah, you know what uh, else is a mess? Not having them. Yes, I agree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because uh, you know, if it was still the way it was in, let's say, 1970, Good 1975, oh, yeah. uh, we talk about trouble. Because we've really come a long way since then. Yeah. Oh, uh, Mr. Benjamin. Yeah. We have to. We ha- we have to do it at some point in this uh, podcast. We have to confirm uh, that most people do speed at least occasionally. Yeah. Sure. 
Okay. And, and that, uh, I, I, growing up, I was always told, you know, my, uh, my family members would swear on a stack of Bibles to you that <laughs> you could go up to 10 over. And it was 10 just, over. Oh, it was okay. 11, that there was some sort of cushion. Well, Ben, there's a little bit of truth to that in that, um, you know, you can, you can push it just a little bit, but you're wise to keep it, uh, you know, pretty darn close to the speed limit. And, you know, there's an article that I read recently. It's called Speeding, a Quick Way to Get More Than You Bargain For. <laughs> so there you go. That's a warning right there in the nice. title. But, um, you know, later in, in this article, um, after the person goes through a couple of scenarios about speeding and the time you save, et cetera, um, he breaks down speeding into what he calls zones, zone one, two, three, and four. Okay. And there's zone one, which is what he says you're probably safe. You're, you're probably safe when you're going uh, about zero to uh, four miles per hour over the speed limit. Okay. Okay, so you're just a little bit over the speed limit, you're probably okay. But if you're going between, let's say, six and ten miles per hour over the limit, mm-hmm. you better start watching yourself because the police are watching for that. They can. That's a visible difference between you and the rest of traffic. I see. You, you're you're – you're kind of standing out at that point. So if they're okay? stationary on the side of the road, they can see you gaining. Correct, yeah. And even if they're in, in the traffic, they'll be able mm-hmm. to see you advancing uh, quicker than everybody else. So cops are watching you at this point. Okay, that's between 6 and 10, which isn't really that much. I mean, that's that's not a whole lot over the speed limit, really. No. Um, there's Then you get into what he calls zone 3, which is pretty small. It's 10 to 14 miles per hour over the limit. But uh, at this point, you're going to get pulled over. That's uh, 10 to 14. If someone sees you. If someone sees you and if you're not, you know, adhering to the, the flow of traffic rule mm-hmm. and all that. I mean, we're talking about you're 10 to 14 over everybody else on the road and over the limit. Ah, okay. Um, and then there's, you know, the zone above that that goes up to about 20 over. And of course, you're, you're way beyond at that point. Do you're not s- pass go. You're sticking out <laughs> like a sore thumb at that point. And, uh, you know, of course they're going to nab you for going that speed. Mm-hmm. So there's all these different, um, you know, risk zones, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, in, in addition to that, if you want to talk about risks, um, and we talked about, um, accidents, there's risk yeah. to your, your own personal well-being. You know, sure. your, your risk of life, I guess, really. Um, there's the, there's the fuel cost that we've talked about many, many times. You've got increased fuel consumption. And, you know, we talked about how every five miles per hour over is, um, uh, something like 20% in fuel yes. economy bump. So, um, I, I rather the opposite way. It's, it's, it's inefficient. It's inefficient. That's correct. Um, and the other thing is that, uh, there's also the, the chance of a ticket. So, you know, you may get uh, costs that are associated with that ticket, not just the, the ticket itself, which is, you know, 150, 200 bucks, whatever that would be. Um, you're going to, because tickets are expensive now. Yeah. Um, you're also going to be paying court costs. You're going to mm-hmm. be paying, um, any other fees that are associated with that. Sometimes even a driving course that they, you know, mm-hmm. select for you to attend. And that, that's not even counting the factors we can't measure, such as the cost of someone having to, Take that time off from work. Oh, correct. Yeah, because you may have loss of work and you may have to pay for a babysitter for your kids for that day. You may have sure. to, um, uh, again, th- there may be additional court fees or lawyer fees, whatever mm-hmm. it happens to be. Um, and there's also, um, you know, the insurance bump. You know, yeah. if you, if you get, you know, I think more than two tickets, maybe your, your insurance goes up typically. Mm-hmm. Um, and also then there's this kind of like, um, this is an intangible one, but this is more like you feel nervous when you drive. There's a, there's a tension. Uh, when you drive, because if you have tickets already, you don't want to speed anymore, you know, <laughs> right, because you, you yeah, feel like absolutely. the next time it may be the one that pushes you beyond the insurance rate uh, that you wanted to be. And there's the loss of time, you know, you have to go to court and, you know, all that. So you, that's what you mentioned also. That's yeah. a monetary thing. So let's talk then about 
the benefits, if it's worth it. Now, is I'm it sure you're it? about to tell me, uh, since we both made the same calculations, I suspect, uh, I'm sure that <laughs> you and I both know that this is the rest of this podcast is going to be waxing on about how much time we save when oh, we sure. speed. What a benefit it is to speed, right? Oh, gosh, it's huge. I'm, I'm so glad. That Sorry to tell you, Ben. Sorry to tell you. No, Wait, it's, what? Uh, you, definitely, you're not – you're not really saving as much time as you think you are. Balderdash. No, 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 no. This is true. This is absolute truth. And, and it's really, you know, relatively easy to kind of figure this out. Mm. Um, but there are three different scenarios that were laid out in that article that I mentioned earlier. And there's, there's one that absolutely, I'll give you all three real quick. Okay. Um, short distance, low speed limit trips. You're talking about in town, very short distance. Okay. It makes absolutely no sense to speed at all. What? Yeah, you, don't you, there's no point in zipping around the corner to the uh, to the drugstore and then trying to zip right back here to the office. Just take it easy. You'll get there at approximately the same. You're talking about a matter of a couple of seconds at the most, very most, and that's without any other type of stops involved. And we're talking about like um, you know traffic stops, stop signs, mm-hmm. just traffic in the parking lots or whatever. Sure. Um, you are not really you're not going to gain much of anything speeding over short distances. There's just no gain to it at all. Okay, but what if I'm on the interstate? If you're on the interstate, so let's say you're, you're talking about like medium distance. So let's yeah, say you're going to drive okay. home from work. Um, so medium distance, you're on the interstate, so it's a high speed. Um, you're going to save, again, very, very little time. So let's say that you're on the highway and you're going, um, you know, 65. You're speeding 65 versus 55. Okay, so I'm 10 over. You're 10 over. The only if, – if this is for 10 miles, Ben. 10 right. miles. Let's say that that's average, right? Let's just say you're traveling home from work 10 miles. Okay. One minute, 41 seconds. That's all you're saving. Well, now, maybe I'm not the best example because, as we know, my time is very valuable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I see. So you're counting that as uh, several hundred dollars in value. <laughs> right. Yeah, okay. Assuming I don't get an accident. No, no, no. The, the thing is that, you know... One minute and 41 seconds. And that's a 10-mile t- ride at, at 65 versus 55. And when you factor in fuel costs and here, – here's the other thing, Ben. You, you know as well as I do that you can't drive 10 miles on the freeway without being held up by other traffic, <laughs> by right. you know without passing a single construction zone, mm-hmm. without having to pause on the off-ramp as you exit the highway – um, you know, there's the possibility that, you know, when you get out into the, the northern part of town that, you know, there's going to be a stoplight because, yeah. you know, the, the road reduces in size. Um, you know, there's just all kinds of factors that, that may slow you down. Road conditions. What if it rains? Uh, it may rain and that's going to slow you down as well. So, you know, this, this one minute and 41 seconds that you're saving, honestly, if you look around from, let's say that if there was a way to do it, if there was a car exiting the freeway when when you were to get or to get on the highway rather, uh-huh. and it, you know you knew that it was going to the same exit as you, you you travel with this car every day, you see it every day, you yeah, know, you know the person's your neighbor, yeah. Um, you speed, he doesn't, and by the time you get to the off ramp, there's a good chance that that neighbor is going to be somewhere nearby your vehicle as you're exiting. That's it just true. it just works out that way. It just you get held up in other ways that he might not. So is that minute and forty one seconds? Uh, worth the possibility of joining uh, the more than 2 million people injured each year and donating your car to one of the 5.5 million car accidents that Or occur? your organs. Or your organs. That's right. Ooh, yeah, because – You got me. Yeah, That's see, scary. I gave it chill, didn't I? Yeah. Because honestly, you know, the, the, the statistics when you get above a certain, uh, you know, speed on the highway – They're uh, sobering. The, the They're deaths very, go way, yeah. way up. And uh, there's one final um, example here. Uh, which is the long distance high speed limit. Now, this one, 
Ben. This is this interesting. Is different. This is different. And this is this is one that, you know, we talked about how the police are watching you after a certain point. Mm-hmm. Um, this is when you're talking about going, you know, the example given here was 180 miles. So it's a long trip, right? This long is a, yeah. a long distance trip. High speed limit, you're on the highway. So we're talking about, you know, 70 mile per hour speed limit, but let's say you're driving at 80. Um, you're going to gain time. You're going to gain, you're going to actually save 19.29 minutes. Okay. Which wow. Sounds, almost 20 minutes. Which sounds great. But then you got to remember that it's not really accurate because, you know, you're not going to go 180 miles without being held up by one of the things we just mentioned, you know, traffic, construction, or road getting conditions. pulled over for speeding. Exactly. <laughs> That's a huge one because you get pulled over for speeding. It could take 15 to 20 minutes and there's your time gone right there. Plus mm-hmm. it costs a lot more. Um, there's just, there's so many, Little factors here to look at, but I I went ahead and did. You know, there, there are speeding calculators online. Did you yes. know this? Yes. So I went ahead and, and put in my uh, miles driven and my um, average speed in traffic and the average speed that I normally have um, versus how much time I would save on the way home. And this mm-hmm. is all the way home, so it's not exactly accurate. Okay. But it, it's about fifteen miles. That's about how far I live from here. Okay. Um, let's say that the the uh, average speed of traffic, let's just say it's 65 and I'm going 80 because I'm in the fast lane. All right. Okay, and that's pretty common for here in Atlanta at rush hour. It definitely happens. But it does stop and go. That's another thing that we're not factoring in here. Yeah. All right, so let's say I'm, I'm going 80 versus 65. The time that I save over the entire trip is only about two and a half minutes. But again, your time is also very valuable. <laughs> yeah, that's right, Ben. But you know what? Honestly, you know, I'll, I'll speed along and then, and then I'll come to a stop up ahead because, you know, the left lane is stopped mm-hmm. and the people on the, the, you know, the passenger side of me here, the, uh, the slow lanes, uh, I'll see cars that, you know, were entering the freeway when I got on. So it gained me nothing. It's a, sort of it's a, a net gain of zero. Tortoise in the hair example. It, exactly. It really yeah. is. And then, you know, maybe by some creative lane selection, I can get ahead a little bit more, mm-hmm. but it's not really going to gain me anything. I'm not going to get home early enough to watch, you know, a, another program on television or read another chapter in a book or, or mow the lawn or something like mm-hmm. that. It's, we're talking about a very, very small gain in, uh, in time. So believe it or not, I mean, I know it's tempting to really, you know, Put the throttle down when you're out there on the highway, but honestly, it's it's just not worth it. If you're speeding because you are driving a high-performance vehicle and you want to have some fun with it, that's totally different. If you're speeding because you think you're going to save time, uh, the odds are you're incorrect. And even if you are, the odds are that things will not go according to plan. Mm-hmm. My uh, – I'll bring another personal example in here, Ben. But my wife, if you're not 10 minutes early to something, you're late. Uh, so we are always early to things and we're always, you know, uh, well prepared and getting places ahead of time. Okay. Mm-hmm. It drives her especially crazy if someone walks in late or even on time, on time to her is late. Weird. So uh, yeah, it's it. I mean, no offense. No, it's just frustrating, but there's a very strict time schedule that she follows. And, yeah. and I think if more people had even not maybe so, so strict as that, but more, um, you know, just a little bit more preparation on on the early side of that. You know, that oh, leave that, early. Yeah, leave a little bit early. Just prepare yourself a little bit early mm-hmm. and, and plan to get there a few minutes early. It just makes things so much easier for you. Mm-hmm. Um, it really does. It honestly does. That's my personal soapbox. You know, that uh, just just prepare. Yeah, Boy Scout motto again: mm-hmm. be prepared. Now, uh, listeners. Of course, we, we hope that you have enjoyed this episode. We have, I think, I don't know, Scott, I think we've been pretty honest about 
people's tendency to speed. Yeah, sure. And, you know, figure it out for yourself. Go, yeah. go to one of these online speed calculators. They're very easy to find. They're very easy. And you input very little information. It's just real, real basic information. Mm-hmm. And uh, you'll find that the numbers are very, very small and it's not worth it. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody speeds just a little bit, but don't. it's not really worth it to speed a lot and often. Yeah, eventually the statistics will catch up with you. Exactly. But uh, also, why don't you look at the the other side of the equation, the nice slow Sunday cruise, as I think uh, you said your wife termed it, the windows down, the radio <laughs> on. Yeah, that's me sometimes on the weekends when I my mind's drifting and uh, mm-hmm. I got the whole family in the car and I'm just, um, just taking a drive. So we are not condoning speeding, um, but we do think it's worth your time to uh, check out your habits, your driving habits mm-hmm. on, a, on a handy calculator online and see how much time you're actually saving. Mm-hmm. The It'll answer be, might uh, surprise you. Yeah, I think it'll be a lot less than you think. And while you're on the internet, oh, buddy, write, into, uh, write to us on Facebook. Give us a shout on Twitter. Um, you may have heard we tweet. <laughs> That's right. What yeah, do you say it? Something like that. Uh, one time I said we twit, and I think I embarrassed my cousin. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the people who use it. They're twits. Oh, uh, we're twits. I know, I know. That's us too, though, so I could say that. Yeah, we're tweeters, like a yeah. sound system. But uh, also, uh, let us know what you thought about this episode. Tell us about your uh, experiences with speeding, especially if you have a great story about it. And uh, why not suggest a topic for an upcoming episode? Uh, write to us at carstuff at howstuffworks.com. Be sure to check out our new video podcast, Stuff from the Future. Join HowStuffWorks staff as we explore the most promising and perplexing possibilities of tomorrow. The HowStuffWorks iPhone app has arrived. Download it today on iTunes. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids, no plug needed. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. (laughs) You can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions, Toyota is electrified, diversified. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.